Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. The price of alcohol is going to go up for a lot of people. And the government decision to introduce the minimum unit pricing on alcohol today has been welcomed by Alcohol Action Ireland. And the new law will largely affect alcohol sold in off-licenses, shops and supermarkets. Now, for the past decade, the government has been seeking to bring in minimum unit pricing as part of a number of measures to help reduce the harm caused by excessive alcohol consumption. And of course, you know, in Ireland, we are no strangers to alcohol. We have a very unhealthy relationship with it. I personally can't speak for everybody else because I don't drink, but I do smoke. And my concern in relation to this, by the way, is because as a smoker, I have watched the price of cigarettes go up over the last 10, 15 years, whatever it is, or, you know, substantially over the last 10 or 15 years, certainly. And it hasn't changed the amount of cigarettes that I smoke. Now, you could argue that, well, you can afford to do that now. But we did have that argument in relation to smoking before. Will it actually stop people from smoking if you increase the price? Some people would say no, it just means they buy less food if they're obviously on, on the margins. Um, the other, others would argue, well, it has not, because if you look at smoking, for example, per se, over the last 20 years, I mean, we've gone from having probably 80 to 90% of people smoked in this country, going back 50, 60 years ago, to now less than 40% of people actually smoke in this country. So maybe it has made a difference. I don't know. Maybe it just didn't make a difference to me. But will it make a difference? The pricing of alcohol means that a woman can now uh, can reach a low-risk weekly uh, drinking limit of 11 standard drinks for just 5.49, while a man can reach their low-risk weekly drinking limit of 17 standard drinks for less than €9. Do you think it'll make a difference? The number is 087-188-008. Uh, on the line is Una McKinney, who is a spokesperson for Alcohol Action Ireland, and also Larissa Nolan, his sparring partner from the Daily Mirror. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, guys. Uh, I know, I know, you two seem to get on well because I, I noticed the Daily Mirror today, Larissa. There's a great piece uh, written by yourself, but also you have obviously Unan's uh, is on the for side. You're on the against side, so obviously you wanted to be fair, Larissa, uh, in yeah. relation to this particular argument. So I'll come. Well, I, yes, that was done on purpose, but we'll get to that now. Yeah. Okay, so I, I, let me just come to you first. First, um, and uh, in relation to this, surely Union and Alcohol Action Ireland and the government have everybody's best interest at heart. And the idea is we know we have a very unhealthy relationship with alcohol in this country. So if we increase the price of those cheap drinks, that maybe people will just buy a little bit less and not end up in A&E. Well, we certainly do have an unhealthy relationship with alcohol. And I think uh, uh, Union and the AAI do brilliant work in that regard. But I think it's important to, to note that people, there's, not, there's hardly a family in this country, I would say, that isn't um, affected by alcoholism. And I, I was, as I was writing today in, in the mirror, uh, my own included, that certainly doesn't make me a rarity. But it is interesting to note that while some people who um, have very campaigners and activists and people who are concerned about the level of alcoholism and its effects on society in Ireland, while some people believe that this is a brilliant measure, uh, and even some people within my own family think it's a brilliant measure, there are others uh, like myself and friends of mine who are former alcoholics and therapists and so on, who don't agree that this is the way to go about it, who feel that this is actually not uh, the right tactic, in that the aim, our aim is the same, but the route that we are, the solution that we would have would be a different solution. The reason why, essentially, that I'm not in favour of it is that I believe that harms, when, they're, um, when situations are pushed down or when, you know, particularly sense of things like alcoholism are kind of there's an attempt to suppress them, forcibly suppress them using things like financial measures. But it I works these, sometimes, well, doesn't it? I mean, well, I mean, well, I mentioned yeah, cigarettes. I mean, no, just give me one second. Yeah. That's the question I'm saying is we can measure the response and say, you know, modelling shows that 
uh, rates of things are down or spending is down. But spending will always be down if you put uh, um, prices up on anything. But where is the harms on the other side? See, nobody ever does the implications of the harms on the other side of what actually happens, where these people go, what maybe the effects are on the family when okay. the alcoholic or, or so on, um, uh, you know, spends all the family money and then the, the impact of the brunt is felt there. But the... Um, just, it's the unintended consequence okay. area. But, okay, but wait, just wait, the last wait, point wait. I have to make on this is okay. they only, and I don't think that Ewan would, dis- Ewan would disagree with me on this, uh, wealthy people are financially, are, they're immune from, fi- from uh, financially prohibitive measures. They, it doesn't matter to them if a bottle of wine costs 7 euro or 10 euro or 20 euro or 30 euro. It's the, it's the poorer people and it's the working class people and it's the people who are spending all their money on accommodation and energy bills and they have very little left over. Um, they're they're the they're the ones who get affected by this, not the wealthy people. Okay, but well, just, just stay there for a second because uh, Larissa, there's an article. And sorry, my correction, by the way, the article obviously was written by Gavin O'Callaghan and also Alva Daly. But of course, you are the feature editor of the Daily Mirror, Larissa. Uh, but you, uh, in relation to what Larissa's saying. There is a point to be made here that, you know, increasing the price of, say, a tray of beer from 25 to 45, uh, which is essentially what we're going to do here, cheap beer, uh, means that all you're going to do is, uh, I suppose, affect those who can't really afford it. So instead of not buying the tray of beer, they just won't buy the extra bag of frozen chips and the kids will go a little bit hungry. Uh, Do you understand what I'm saying? I do. I appreciate the point you make, and obviously, if you increase the price of something that people are are seeking in in a, in, a, in an essential way, yes, I think that may stand to be the case. But I think what we're we're probably best to do here is just step back a little bit and just try to reconsider what it is we're trying to do here. So, what what the, what the state is trying to do in terms of its public health policy is having recognised the level of harm that alcohol is causing not just to people who are dependent on alcohol, but also the really large number of people who simply drink too much too often. Um, that's what really the public health policy is trying to do. It's about no, trying to but encourage... Una, nobody is denying that we have a problem with alcohol in this country and that we celebrate everything with alcohol and maybe sure. we shouldn't. Nobody's denying sure. that, but is there other ways we could tackle it? Because realistically, no, no, the only ones yeah. making money out of this are retailers and they're going to make the money. Surely we should have ring-fenced that money, but that's right. a whole different argument. Sure, but just give me, give, me, give me 30 seconds just to explain in that context. I mean, what, what, public health, what the public health policy is trying to do is to attack all elements of the drivers of alcohol consumption. And so price today is one of the issues in which the mm-hmm. public health alcohol has addressed. But we've also addressed issues around promotion. We're also addressing issues around availability. And the overall intention is to try and get the whole of the drinking population to reduce alcohol use by 20%. And that's, that's a really positive goal in relation to public health policy. Now, are there unintended consequences in relation to... Um, some of the items that you that you have outlined, yes, there may there may be, but nobody is being no particular socioeconomic group or no particular worker or no particular ethnicity or whatever is been attacked by this measure or been, as some people say, punished. Who the only people who this will affect is people who drink too much alcohol. That's what's involved here. I mean, and well, okay, well, let, me, let me bring that back like to Larissa. Okay, let me like just bring that to Larissa. I mean, Larissa, this is not targeting anybody in particular. Yes, there will be uh, there will be consequences for certain sectors and people, maybe as you mentioned already, who will be obviously disproportionately affected because of financial reasons. But th- that's not the intention. The intention is the best intention. And we, all, and we all agree with that, Larissa, that there's a problem. I understand it's, it's, it's well-intentioned. Just my view is, is that it's, it's wrong-headed. 
No, I, I would never suggest that targeting uh, somebody. Um, however, I would say that there are certain groups in society of, on the upper end of, of earning that are actually immune from any of these effects and it will make no difference to them. But that's they... gonna, that's the, isn't that going to make any difference what measures you bring in? There will, be, there will always be people immune from well, it. If, you're if, you're if you charge 100 quid a bottle, you well, know what I mean? If you're going to use financially uh, uh, punitive measures, yes, uh, there will be people who will always be immune to it. I, th- I think it's interesting uh, what, what Union is, is saying there because that's kind of a shift, um, an, an interesting shift um, in aim um, because... You know, if we are moving the shift on to sort of essentially controlling drinking, you know, um, what does that say? Are we still then in a a free society or are we actually trying to control people's behavior to telling them, you know, what they should do? Or I mean, alcohol is still as as much as I'm concerned about the effects of it socially. And Um, we do. Larissa, we do control people's behavior. For example, we tell people you can't drive over 120 kilometers an hour. To to some extent, we do prohibit behavior. We have to. We have to for the greater good. We've certainly seen it in in the last few years. Well, let's not go down that route. (laughs) (laughs) We could be here all day. I think perhaps maybe that is part of why there's been such a kickback to this. And I, I wouldn't have expected to be such a widespread kickback to it. But I think maybe people are sort of jaded from the general rule that has become sort of the modern progressive rule of everybody must um, act in a certain way in order to save, you know, these kind of extraordinary, what I would say, sort of extraordinary laws brought in on everybody, um, or, or on our, sorry, or an ordinary everyday life uh, laws brought in on everybody to kind of fit mm. okay. extraordinary, uh, extraordinary circumstances. But there's certainly a feeling of, I do ba- find... Okay, there's a feeling of bad timing maybe around this, is there? Timing and collective punishment as well, which okay. is interesting. But, but, I mean, why well, I mean, I mean, okay, well, sorry, let me, you know, respond to you. you know, it's a really good point. I mean, we've seen a lot of liberties taken away over the last year and a half, two years. Uh, sure. People are kind of getting a bit fed up and tired of that at this stage. And maybe this is just bad timing. And not only that, on top of that, we've seen people's uh, bills being affected uh, to the price of oil, energy bills, etc. Mm. People's pockets are emptying very quickly. This is just really bad timing, you know. Yeah, no, there's a perfect storm indeed. And, and there's a lot of people who are discontent, shall we say, around public health advice in particular around, you no, know, we do obviously we have a very high level of compliance, but, but there is a significant minority who are, who are opposed to, to, to some degree of interference with people's lives around public health measures. But there's no shift in, involved here. And just to take up the point with Larissa, I mean, the Public Health Alcohol Act, which you know began its journey in 2012, has always been about trying to induce less alcohol use amongst the whole of population. It has never been about anything else. And the measures that are in the Act, like minimum unit pricing, like the restrictions on alcohol promotion, like the restrictions on alcohol availability, all of which are designed to influence the drivers of consumption. And, you know, we know the reason we're doing that, the reason the public health is doing that, the reason Department of Health is doing that, is because every day a thousand people lie in hospital beds from alcohol-related illness and incident, and three people die every day because of that. So it's incumbent on the state to protect its citizens, just as you said, in the context of driving speeds of cars, putting on safety belts, also drinking safe water, all sorts of issues are put in place in relation to society to ensure and protect. And, and, I, and I wouldn't disagree with you, but generally speaking, yeah. not financial penalties. But, but, but okay, but in Well, they are when it comes to cigarettes, for example. And just on your point about cigarettes, I mean, when I was a child, 44% of the population 
smoked. Today, 16% of the population smoked. Why is that? It's because, A, there's been a fundamental recognition that tobacco is bad for you and kills you. And secondly, the state has put about a set of measures to ensure that the, consum- the drivers of consumption... But, yeah, but a lot of, a lot of the measures, and I don't want to sound like I'm contradicting myself, you know, but a lot of the measures no, that no, we put in relation, to co- in relation to smoking were around education. Um, and not so, much about the, not so much about the price, because I worked in the nightclub industry, for example, well, I, when I, they banned I, the smoking indoors, yeah. and I that didn't rephrase, make a difference. I would rephrase education and, and call it public information, public awareness. And again, part of the Public Health Alcohol Act is to ensure that people are accurately informed of the risk around alcohol, okay. which they're not at the moment. Uh, Larissa, in relation to what, what they're doing, yeah. they did this in Scotland. Uh, the evidence seems to suggest, although some people could say that's just culturally, there's a shift in Scotland and the way people are drinking, but the evidence does suggest that it made some difference. I mean, if it does make a small difference, Larissa, and you know, and according to the Irish Times, 6,000 less people per year end up in A&E or end up in hospital because of drink-related problems, well, surely that's a good thing, well, here's the funny thing is, and I just think this should be taken into account. You know, my own father is one of those people who died of this particular illness, is what I would d- describe it as, um, because that's what, how it played out in my family. And yet, despite that happening, and despite uh, the, the, the tragedy of that and the pain that, that we all still carry with it, you know, and even thinking of what, what, what leads the person to, to destroy their lives like that is, is very hard. But even despite all that, I still don't believe that in controls under the promise of protection, I don't believe in putting those before personal freedoms. And, and that's coming from a, a person who, uh, who, who has been through this. And, and the reason why I don't, I suppose, ultimately is I don't think it gets to the root of the problem. I don't think it solves the problem. I think it kind of smothers over the problem and, and the problem bursts out in other directions. But I really feel that the better way to deal with it is at the root cause and understanding the illness and treating the illness and different ways of changing culture and, and perhaps and I know we mentioned But is Una not trying to get to, to kind of close the door before the horse bolts where you're suggesting that we deal with it after the horse is bolted? No, no quite, yeah. quite the opposite is, is what I was suggesting is that we, we deal with it at, at, at a root cause level but, but, but slapping money on um, little bottles of wine that aren't generally gone in and bought by uh, binge drinkers or you know alcoholics they're usually just people like, say, me, who doesn't have a whole lot of disposable income left over uh, after you pay all the bills. I, I don't I don't believe that's the right route to go. Although I have to say, and I re- it's really important for me to say this, because we were in the mir- mirror today, myself and Eunan, and his argument is excellent. And I believe it to be um, in- extremely well-intentioned. Just from my own personal viewpoint, I feel it's wrong-headed. OK, and just, and just finally, Eunan, in relation to the, you know, a lot of people are saying, particularly those of younger generation, that if we push them away from the cheap drink, and we know the nightclubs, do these special offer nights and all that kind of carry mm. on and maybe that will mm. stop too and, uh, and the, the prinking as they call it which is the pre-drinking in the houses with the cheap drink if we push them away from it well then sure 10 euro will get them some cocaine instead uh, and that has been a problem where people have suggested this will push pe- young people towards drugs Yeah and there's, there's been plenty of argument around that but the evidence suggests that that's not the case the evidence suggests that actually people do buy less alcohol that's that's it's a it's a kind of a simple equation and it's a simple answer. That's a bit, of a, that's, a, bit, that's that's a, bit of a blunt answer, isn't it? Really, because y- yeah, but I mean, I know Scotland is being only, used, I but just, I don't I believe that's only, the case. I can only work. I can only work on evidence, and the evidence suggests that that's not the case, and the evidence suggests that people will actually buy less alcohol and they will drink less alcohol. And in the endeavour about trying to ensure that we drink less, you remember, go back to the point. If we were all to drink, as a, and I'm one of them, I drink myself. 
if we were all to drink within low-risk guidelines as set out by the Department of Health and Public Policy, we would actually be drinking 40% less than we do today as a nation. Now, that would have a significant lift of the burden of the mm. cost to society. And that's, that's what okay. this is about. Listen, thank you very much indeed. Larissa Nolan, feature editor with the Irish Daily Mirror. And uh, thank you very much indeed, Una McKenney, uh, who is the spokesperson uh, for Alcohol Action Ireland. Uh, Well, look, it is going to affect you because as and from today, I'm just looking at some of the prices, by the way, here. Uh, There's a tray of beer here and it says uh, from €25 was yesterday's price. €45.45 would be today's price. A tray of Carlsberg, €26. I don't know he's in a tray, by the way. Was it 24 cans in a tray or something? I don't have a clue. Because I don't drink. Uh, €26 yesterday. 45.45 today um, and I'm looking at the Bulmers there the Budweiser the bottles of wine the cheap wine um, all all going up the prices of everything will all go up spirits like gin vodka with 40% alcohol content cannot be sold for less than 20 euro 70 cents and a 700 milliliter bottle of whiskey for less than 22 uh, a breakdown of the, the new measures uh, shows a standard bottle of wine can now not be sold for less than 740 I mean, we all know, by the way, you can go to Spain or you can go wherever you want, by the way, and you can buy, you know, bottle of wine for two or three euro. And some people think that's a great idea. And by the way, if you're not an alcoholic, that is a great idea. Isn't it wonderful that you can buy it that cheap? Uh, and the other problem is here um, is that the government are not ring-fencing this extra money. It just means the retailers are going to make more out of it. And a lot of people are saying, so what was the point of that then? You know, I mean, why are you just going to allow retailers to make more money? Why not take the money if you really want to do something about it? Take the money and ring fence it, you know, to some sort of education or educational programs towards the use of alcohol. Let's have a listen to what people happen to say on WhatsApp. And the number is 087-188-0008 if you want to send us a WhatsApp audio message. Noel, I think it is, is it a way of getting people back to the pub? Because if you're going to sit at home and drink a tray of beer and your wife's going to drink a tray of beer, it's going to cost you the guts of probably 80 quid. Might be probably 90 quid, maybe even to get two trays of beer in for the weekend. So, are you going to say to yourself, well, Jane, you might as well just go to the pub with that, right? Yeah, maybe 90. Where before you were saying, if I get a tray of beer for 20 quid, you're expecting me to get a tray of beer and go to the pub. So, maybe it's a government's way of forcing people back into the pub now and picking up the tray and maybe, you know, making fingers. Yeah, making fingers. I appreciate what you're saying. You're actually right. It would be 90 euro for two trays of 45, 45 each. Uh, but then maybe I should suggest that you and your missus shouldn't be drinking a tray each. <laughs> maybe that's the whole point that Union's making. They want to reduce it. They don't want you drinking a tray each. Maybe tray between you. Uh, but I get the point you're making. Maybe you can't price yourself out of a problem. Uh, the number is 87 8 if you want to send us a message on WhatsApp. Uh, press the little microphone at the bottom. Hi, Niall. I can't come on, but I just want to make a comment. I just want to say, if you really want something bad enough, it doesn't matter whether it's a cigarette or a drink. If it's five euro, 50 euro, and you really need it, or you really want it, you're going to have it. You're going to get it no matter anyway. You're just going to do that. And it just means that your little child or your children will go without something. So instead of being fed proper food, they'd be fed crap. But if you really want something bad enough, just the change in cost is not going to stop you, Joanna. Okay, Joanna, yeah, you're 100% right. That was the point, of course, Larissa's making, that it disproportionately affects those who have less money because if you're an alcoholic and you're drinking cheap beer or cheap wine uh, to feed your habit, uh, which you seem to claim that you have no control over, well, then it doesn't matter what price it is, you're still going to buy it. And the only difference is now, if you have children, for example, and you have a limited budget, uh, you know, you'd be less food bought for the house. So the children will be on chips and beans for the week uh, while you still buy your alcohol. Uh, the number is 87 188 Is it a good idea? Do you believe it'll make a difference? 
According to Alcohol Action Ireland, it will. They believe it'll make a difference. Less people will drink less. Or do you agree with Larissa Nolan from the Irish Daily Mirror who believes no? It'll just disproportionately affect people in other ways who don't have the money. Let me know what you think. The number's 87 Oh, you'd be sick of bills going up, wouldn't you? I swear to God, everybody's pockets are just emptying at the moment between energy bills, everything else, petrol, diesel. And now, of course, they're asking you for more money. Well, actually, everybody's putting up their bills, aren't they? I mean, they're all these providers and subscribers for television channels. And anyway, they now want you to pay more for your alcohol. So you're a bit of free time where you can relax and kick your feet up, have a, have a cheap bottle of wine. No longer a cheap tray of beer. No longer. You'll have to pay the whack for that now. And it's going to affect everybody. But will it affect other, some people disproportionately? Or will it reduce the amount of alcohol that people drink? Let me know what you think. The number is 87 8 Eric, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Eric? Hi, now. Thanks hey, for having me on. Good. Now, you have a family business. It's a grocery store. Yeah. I'm assuming you sell alcohol. I do. Okay, so would you benefit from this? Yeah, as, as I think as Larissa was, was saying earlier, the profit that now comes from the increased prices goes straight to the um, straight to the retailer. So it, it, like, Seems kind of pointless then, doesn't it? Yeah, like, like you and I was talking about increasing education and all that, but the money doesn't go there. It doesn't go to the government. It doesn't go back to society. It doesn't go to the hospitals. It just goes back to the, the multinationals that are shops and... That's the way it is, do you know. So I just like look. I'm not a drinker. I, I I drink a handful of times a year. So this has no impact whatsoever on me in my on my pocket. What, but I'm looking at this. What's I'm the profit margin, by the way? I'm just curious. What's the profit margin on a can of beer? I I can't. I don't. I don't know. It's it's not. It, it's a loss leader. Most beer is a loss leader. So right. I, I think uh, I think someone mentioned there. You was it? The price of beer is shooting up. Uh, compared to alcohol and spirits, only go up a small amount. But the price of beer is absolutely shooting up. Like the price of a slab of of 24 cans of Budweiser or something is, is going up to 45 quid from... 45, from yeah. Or, yeah, going up from 15 or 20. So it's shooting up while it, it's only a small increase on spirit. So, like, like, like the way I look at it is um, in the shop, if someone, you know, someone comes to the counter and next time they're going to pay and they don't have enough money. Um, it's, they, they almost never hand back the, the alcohol. Almost never. It's always they pull off something else. So... Um, for me, this is so. Well, the packet of nappies will be put back, or the, the or, or, or whatever. Do you know, what yeah. they might be buying potatoes, or they might be buying pizza, or they might be doing you know, like could be students for a night out, and they, they buy pizza, they buy potatoes, they buy whatever chocolate and beer, and next thing you run out of money, and it's it's the food that goes back. Um, do you know, like I, I I'm, uh, like you don't want to talk about people that are in dire straits, but do you know, people that are in dire straits, it's and they have alcohol problems. It's they don't they don't go back to beer, and no. Like it, it, it's beer that's going up as well. So it's not even the stuff. It's not. It's not even the alcohol that's like goes to your head, like vodka or gin or something like that. This is the this cheap is the beer. stuff. Yeah, I know. It's a cheap, cheap beer. Yeah, stuff. it's a Dutch gold. It's the uh, whatever. Yeah. It's, Tuberg. It's cheap stuff. They still so, do yeah. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't drink. Tuberg is still there. Tuberg is still there. But you know, like it's a cheap stuff that's going up. So for me, what they're doing is people have alcohol problems. They're, they're, like, like I, someone said, when you're, um, they have to feed their habit, and. This for me will have no impact on those. Or it have no impact on those people. It might affect, you know, maybe some middle class people or, or whatever. Maybe you're a bit more conscious of it. But it's not for me. This measure is not going to affect the people who they want it to affect. Like um, you and spoke about hospitals being you know thousand people a week in the hospital for alcohol issues. Fair enough. But the, these people are like they're still going to be there as far as you're concerned. Yeah, from from my point of view and from my life experiences of what I'm seeing. And look, one of my, one of my relations is a manager of a German retailer, you know, one of the German cheaper retail yeah. stores. And he says the exact same as me. When they come up with their, 
with their shopping trolley full of stuff and they're what, a couple of good They'll put stores. another stuff back if they don't have the money. Yes, exactly. That's what I've noticed. And, and of course, the retailers were never really consulted yeah. when it came to this particular new legislation or this new, just new law or minimum pricing. So you weren't consulted on this and you weren't asked your opinion on it. And, no. the, and the very idea, by the way, that you're making more money out of it, and I know you say that gracefully, that you're making more money out of it, you don't particularly want to make more money yeah. out of it, um, means that the money is not going to be ring-fenced. It's not going back into, you know, helping people with addictions with alcohol. It's not going back into education. It's pointless. Yeah, and look, two more things that I don't know um, that, that might have been touched on previously as well is the North, like a couple of years ago. Do you remember when there was people? Oh, I know. Leaving, do you remember? I think it was snow day a couple of years ago, and schools were closed, and there was no snow. And the road, <laughs> what was the M1 all the way from Dublin up to up to Newry, was a chock a block of teachers and parents uh, going up for the day. Um, that's going to happen. Like, so people are going to go up the North. So if we increase uh, increase the price a lot. You'll have people doing their big crisp. They'll go up to the north once a month. They'll fill up 500 quid worth of shopping and 100 quid of it will be drunk because it's so much cheaper. Do you know what I mean? It's well, if you, the well at the moment, I mean, from today, it's worth your while, of course, going to, if yeah, you li- particularly if you live in near the border counties, uh, to yeah. pop over the border and save yourself a fortune. Yeah, and, and the last point I'd like to make, um, if you, after that, you can ask whatever you want. The last point, I think, I really think, and I, I, I coach teams and I work with a lot of young people, um, Look, young lads, young lads and young girls, they they they, 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 they drink. Um, but if you really increase the price, if you double or treble the cost of beer, what are they going to go to? They're going. They, some of them are going concern. to go. Yeah. Some of them are going to go to. You know, you can take a quick tablet. You can get this like, and, and they're so cheap now. I remember listening, like, the, like because of the lockdown and and the the, the drop in use of cocaine in pubs and nightclubs. There's now a lot of crack cocaine out there, and I'm just afraid that one of the major unintended consequences will be... Uh, to push younger people towards drugs, yeah. yes. And especially, you know, college-age people and teenagers and that type of stuff. That I would have a, a real fear of that because, you know, like, why would you spend 45 quid on a slab of beer when you can just pop a pill that would cost you 10 quid? Well, well to give you one example of the extremist measures people will go to, stay there for a second because I want to go to yeah, Dennis as well. Dennis, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits. How are you doing, Dennis? Hey, how's it going? Now, so you knew this was happening today, so what did you do yesterday? I went down. I, I was saving there all over Christmas. I went out yesterday and spent five hundred euros on beer. So you you stocked up essentially. Oh, I got a year supply of beer. Supply, one year supply of beer. They're not getting one penny off me. The parasites. Right. Okay. So this is the unintended consequence. Is now mind you, I don't know whether you're like me because I don't drink, right? But I smoke, and if I buy, say, duty free cigarettes, I tend to smoke more of them because I have them available to me. So, you, you know so the unintended consequence is you'll drink more. It's great that you mentioned that you smoke because this is day five for me off for my sort of my New Year thing. Now is just give them up once and for all. Like, but um, on a different notion though. Seriously though, I said as soon as I saw this was coming in, I said to myself, why would I pay forty euro for a slab of cans? Join the summer, you have a barbecue, you want to have a few beers. If you go out and get a slab of cans, no, it's going to cost you forty euro. If you have a fra- few friends around, eighty euro. If you want to have a few hours, I'll have a hundred and twenty euro. Or we'd all go to the pub instead. It'll be great for the pubs. Got absolutely nothing to do with anything. They're trying to rob my money again. Yet again, they're not going to get it. They didn't get it with the water charges. I didn't get a meter. I don't pay for that other parasitic station that gets advertising and state revenue. Like, they don't get money off me. Mm. Any people need to harden up. Don't give it to them. And I go to the yeah, but at some point, yeah, but yeah, but you're five, yeah, but the greatest respect, Dennis, your five hundred cans are not going to last you too long. Well, then you might get six uh, months a year on, out of them. So what are you going to do might- then? Well, hold on, no. You'll, ha- you'll have to buy them at some stage. I don't know. I don't know how much drink you think I drink, no, to be fair. No. Nile, but I, like, I, I mean, 500 cans. <laughs> hold on, no. I, well, why, I don't know much about alcohol, but how long will the, how long can you keep a can of beer for? Look, so, 
Look, I can I I get a can of beer and I five or six and they last me the night. I don't know who you think is on the show now, Nile, with five hundred. But I know I want to know what's the shelf life because I couldn't tell you what's the shelf life of a can of beer. Come here, I'll tell you one thing. If it's on if it's on the shelf for three years, I'm drinking it. I don't care. <laughs> I drink it out of a smelly stock. I go through my mother, everyone to get a can of beer but they are not getting that extra euro per can off me. They're not getting... Uh, well, well, hang on, because Eric, you might know. What's the shelf life? I wouldn't have a clue. What's the shelf life of a can of beer? Oh, uh, well, the, the, the state of shelf life is about a year, but in reality, as, as your other caller says there, it can be drank a nice bit after that. But, right. you know, yeah. did, By the way, yeah. did you have, Eric, did you have many people coming in yesterday, you know, pss, pss, you know stocking up like Dennis? Oh, uh, the, the, there was. There was a lot. Look, look we're, we're a small grocery store, so we wouldn't have... We wouldn't have the volume that the off license or the big supermarkets would, but there the was volume. a lot. Like there was, there was people. <laughs> there was, there was people going in doing their shopping and they were pulling a bottle of wine off the shelves. Do you know what I mean when they mightn't have done it before? You know that, that type of a that yeah. type of a thing. Because you know it's been out there for the last couple of years or the last couple of days that the price has gone up. So um, yeah, so like I'm sure the big supermarkets and the off license were, were, were roaring yesterday. Um, or the last couple of days, you know. Well, but, I'm assuming he, Dennis. I'm assuming you, you somebody mentions here. So you got 500 euro divided by 25 is 20 slabs. You got 20 slabs, did you? Yeah, but I, to be fair, I know there was a taxi driver, a friend of mine there from Bandon. I say his name. He's a nice chap, Eric Murphy. Yeah. And he said to me, "Am I putting all that into that car?" And I said, "Anya." <laughs> and he says, "You're actually overloading the car." And I said, "Eric, calm down." I said, "I, I, I'll, I'll be soft on the brakes," you know. But um, yeah. So uh, you saved, you roughly saved five hundred quid, by the way, by buying. I saved five hundred euro, and when it, when it comes to the summer, and I want to go away and have a nice summer, have a few barbecues, I'll go up and visit my relatives in Dublin. I'll pop across to Newry. I'll fill up the booth full of booze, and I'll put it on cruise control down the road. Never cost me an extra twenty euro in petrol. I don't care. They're not getting it off me. To get that point, they're not getting it. Okay, so you got to just sick of being robbed. And they're robbing me every day, and then the, all they're going to do, they're going to give me a hundred euro off my ESP bill. Oh, what do you do? You're so good, you know, Eamon Ryan. I have a coal <laughs> fire there, and it cost me 40 euro extra per year now for the 2 euro 20 that gangster put on a bag of coal. But he's doing it for my benefit because, oh, we're saving the planet. My bag of coal and my cans of beer are not going to save anyone one penny, and anyone who thinks they are is deluding themselves. You know right, what I okay, mean? so you don't you don't believe for a minute, Dennis, that people are going to drink less because it's more expensive. Well, actually, I don't care what to do. I've my five hundred cans. <laughs> but stay there for a second, Joe. You're in Ireland's classic hits. Joe, Dennis is well prepared. Anyway, he just bought himself five hundred cans. It's not going to last for long, is it? He's, he's, he's Irish. It's not going to last for long. I take extreme offense to that. That's stereotypical. Well, but come on. I am Portuguese. And, you know, the idea that alcohol in Ireland is cheap for me is a joke. Because it's not. Alcohol in my country is cheap. Here it's not. Even the, you know, a pint here compares with the prices is not even... Close, and I'm not a heavy drinker or anything of the sort. But it's the only country I have ever been where someone tells Irish people that a storm is coming, and people run to the supermarket to buy alcohol. Oh, bread! We buy bread and bread too. Mostly alcohol. Yeah, bread. We so, can we can survive on bread and bread and alcohol. I don't think the problem is the price. The, uh, apart from the price being ridiculously high. The problem is the culture. You have ingrained in culture that alcohol. But how? Is yeah, but how everything. do you how do you change the culture? 
then. Educate people. Educate people. Change things in a way that helps people understand the consequences. Change the way nightlife works. Because nightlife here in Ireland is stuck in medieval times. It's worse. What? Well, at the moment, well, clearly at the moment it's not because everywhere closed at 8 but o'clock. It, but but before, you know, before COVID, what? Because we all went out and enjoyed ourselves in nightclubs and stuff like that. No, because your night time here closes at 2 in the morning. So people drink like there's no tomorrow because they have little time to drink. Oh, and so I they're binge that's, drinking. That's a huge problem. The problem is people have no control because they don't have much time to actually Enjoy but this. yeah, but Dennis makes a really good point. And, 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 and by the way, I'm struggling here today to get anybody on that agrees with the government on this. Can I just point that out? So if anybody does agree with increasing the price, I'd like to hear from you. I give your call priority. Uh, the number, as usual, is 087-188-008. But uh, they're now saying that a representative of Addiction Treatment Centre in Derry has said it's time for Irish society to examine its relationship with alcohol if people believe that booze is an essential item in a weekly yeah. shop. And he wants an all-Ireland approach. So he wants Northern Ireland to do the same thing which will stop them going to Tenuri to buy the beer. <laughs> I don't think it's going to change anything. The same way that, you know, the increase on, on cigarettes, people buy it underground. People buy it from other countries. Uh, people buy it from other places where they can get it cheaper. Mm-hmm. People find ways around things to get what they need. Well, I can tell you now, if I was a retailer, if I was a retailer, you know, in Dundalk or whatever, in any of the border towns, close to the border, there'd be no point in me selling beer because people will drive across the border and get it for half the price. Yeah, like I go home, when I go home, I haven't been home in three years now, but when I go home, I bring a suitcase full of wine because it's, first is cheaper, uh, there's a lot more to choose from, the quality is great. And I mean, do you, obviously you drink wine, so would you drink a bottle a week, two bottles a week? How much would you drink? Oh, God, no. Mm-hmm. I drink a glass of wine maybe a month. Oh, is that all? Yeah. Oh, Jesus, this is not going to affect you I at all, Joe. Dr- I used <laughs> to drink more, like, especially on nights out. Uh, but, like, I've never been drunk mm-hmm. in my entire life. Um, happy? Yes. Drunk? No. It's not my style. But the thing is, I come from a completely different culture where nightlife starts at 9, 10 in the evening and goes up to 7 o'clock. No one is like... Nobody's binge drinking. ...to gulp as buy as more as they can. And alcohol for her is really cheap. The first time I took my boyfriend, Portugal, he said to me, why isn't everybody drunk? And I said to him, because it's accessible. Everyone can get it at any time, 24 hours, doesn't matter wherever you go. There are places where you can buy alcohol, 9 in the morning, 8 in the morning, 7. No one gives a shit, sorry. Yeah, no, I, no, I get you. It's a, it's a cult, we need a cultural shift. But, but you disagree with the uh, putting the price up. But, but stay there, actually. Just stay there for a second, because I want to bring Clyde in. Clyde, you're an Ireland's classic. It's, Clyde, I'm finding it difficult to find anybody who agrees with it, except for probably you. Um, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not even a drinker, and I think this is a pathetically silly idea that's not going to make a ounce of difference. Okay, well, there's, uh, one of the guys was saying there when you had the debate there with the pro and the cons, and he was saying that years ago, I think it was maybe 50 years ago, could be 30 years ago, 
60% of the population smoked. Actually, I think he said 90%. Yeah, well, I, I think I mentioned something like that probably at one stage, 80 or 90% of the population probably smoked before we had we were educated, yeah. Yeah, but well, it wasn't about education. People always bring in education. We all know drinking is bad for you, but people still do it. We all know what smoking is, but they still did it. The point is you have to bring in deterrence, and the deterrent was the raising of the price of the cigarettes. And that eventually, uh, it took time, but eventually, over it took decades. I don't, I don't know whether the price of the cigarettes is what caused people to stop smoking. No. I, I, I believe that we are just a more educated society in general than the people of the 1950s and 60s, who, you know, at the time there would have been ads on TV back in the 60s saying smoking was a cool thing to do. So I, I think we're, we're probably just a bit more educated. I think that's the main reason people stop smoking. And it, well, be, and it became antisocial. The thing is, well, like, well, it became antisocial because people couldn't smoke in the pubs anymore. But the thing is, if you, like, if you go back to the 90s and all, I mean, we knew then it was bad for us. Everybody knew, but still tons of people were doing it. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. But, but eventually, I mean, the only point in the ban in, in the pubs, like, what was it, 15 years ago? Yeah. I mean, that, that must have had a huge, I, think, I, don't, I don't know the figures. But that, I believe that had a huge um, impact on people smoking. But also the continual rise in the price of cigarettes. And that rise only really, they only really start being harsh on that. Maybe in the past 20 years, they start to really rank up, ramp up the prices. Yeah, but, I mean, but what I'm seeing here at the moment is the price of a tray of beer going from 25 yesterday to 45, 45 today, right? Doubling them twice. That's a 24 can, isn't it? Uh, I think, yeah, that's an a tray of beer, 24 cans. So if I'm living in Dundalk, all that's going to happen is I'm just not going to go into my local shop and buy it. I'm going to go over to Newry and buy it instead. Oh, right, and, 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 and if I'm, say, an alcoholic and I have two kids, maybe I'm a single mum or a single dad and I'm an alcoholic with two kids, I'm not going to not buy the beer. I'm going to still spend the 45 quid. I'm just going to buy less fish fingers uh, for the kids and they will suffer because I won't have the money to buy them as much food or, well, they, won't, or they won't get something for the birthday. Well, for example, with people on the dole, could we, could we give them food snaps? So that they can't spend it on. Uh, do we really want? Do we really want to be going back down that route again? Well, I don't know how serious people are about dealing with this problem. Are they serious? Because sometimes you have to take serious measures. You I mean, can take freedom from people. And what you're also suggesting is that people who are on the dole have more drink issues than other people. And no, I'm not suggesting that, but I'm just saying that they're talking about poorer people being affected. A lot of poorer people would be people. On yeah. the dollar on benefits. They're mm. still human, though. So you could give you can't so take away it, their freedom. Well, we've been doing it for two years, taking people's freedoms should. away. Yeah. For health reasons, we've been doing it for two years, taking people's freedoms away. No problem. And everybody was hunky-dory with it. With everything And we, and we all know the problem in this country is more, can, more you, serious than the COVID. You one. cannot punish people that are on social welfare. For example, I am. I, ha- I am a carer. I smoke. Why should I not be allowed to smoke? Just because you think that I'm staying at home so I shouldn't have the right to smoke if I want to? I know the consequences. Everyone dies from something. Yeah, but I, I mean, think- so what, what you're suggesting is what they've done in many states in America is, is basically give people a card whereby they can spend the card on food, fuel, diesel, whatever it is, but they can't spend it on alcohol or in casinos or bookies or whatever it happens to be. Well, to a certain degree, yeah. I mean, they can have... Some some amount of it could be for, like, if it's 200 euro, you know, some of the amount of it will have to be on food and the necessities like that. like And then, okay, you get a, a bit of spending, free, free, free spending money as well for whatever you want yourself. But at the end of the day, you know, if you're getting the dollar, you're getting benefits. You are getting a, 
a dig out by the taxpayer alone. Okay, so, so then what so you're saying yeah, And I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. What I'm saying is you're proving the point that Larissa made earlier on, then, aren't you? That this is disproportionately going to affect those who are unemployed, for example, uh, who are on the dole, as you mentioned, and those who are working and have plenty of money are quite happy they can go out and spend the 45 in a trace so and they can drink to their heart's content. Well, so it disproportionately fun. affects people, then, doesn't it, if you do that? <laughs> A lot of things do, though. It's not perfect. I'm not saying it's a perfect solution. But, I mean, if you do go back to the cigarette thing, I think it did work, didn't it? When they heard it. I, you say it's education. Well, I think it's probably a combination. A of combination. Both. Maybe it was a combination. You know, I, I mean, I, okay, well, let, let me just... Do you not think for, that the, the hiring of the price of cigarettes had some work on, on lessening the amount of people smoking? Okay, well, let, well, let me just ask Joe that just before we get to the break. Joe, it's a fair point. You know, cigarettes, we've done a lot of things with cigarettes. We've maybe banned them in the workplace and all that kind of thing mm-hmm. indoors. But... In saying that, the price of it going up continuously over the last 20 years particularly probably has had some effect on the amount of people that smoke. All the people that I know that smoke for the past 20 years, I don't know any that has stopped. Me included. I still smoke. I, smoke I know loads of people. No, I know loads of people have stopped smoking. three Joe. cigarettes a day. The only thing most people do is instead of buying it on the supermarket, I ask a friend to send them from my own country. That's all. She sends me in the mm. post. I get them cheaper. How what, she sends you the cigarettes in the post? Yeah. And do, do, do one post not nab them? No. Are, are, you, are you not allowed to sell cigarettes in the post, are you? You are. You are allowed uh, if he doesn't go above a certain number. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah. That's all. You find so- ways around it. I'm just looking, by the way, there's a text in here saying there's already a bus in West Limerick taking huge orders to be collected from Newry. And this is all that's going to happen is Irish retailers are probably going to lose out now, off licence, pubs, etc. Particularly in the border towns. Sarah, you're in Ireland's Classic Kits. How are you? How are you, Niall? Now, Sarah, do you think it's going to make a difference if we charge you more for the alcohol? Will you drink less? Or do you drink, by the way? No, I don't. No, no. (laughs) But I did. Yeah. And I can understand where the government is coming from. Mm-hmm. Health-wise, I can. And do you think it'll make a difference? Do you think people would drink less? Well, the ones that are drinking, am I? You know, like, there's only a certain amount of crap alcohol you can drink before it does affect your health. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think the government is trying to tackle it that if you drink proper alcohol or whatever it is, you know, it's not going to affect our health. But it will affect our health. Yeah, but this idea that you can price somebody out of buying something, you know, and and, and there is a big concern. I mentioned to you earlier on there um, from uh, Alcohol Action Ireland um, for young, the younger generation, not so yeah. much the older generation, that if you start charging them more for alcohol, drugs are more attractive because they're cheaper. And that's that's a really dangerous road to be going down that we're going to make it drugs cheaper than alcohol. Well, I don't think that's necessarily going to happen. There's all different types of little small communities out there with younger children. Yeah, they're out drinking, they're binging, mm. and they're taking drugs and they're smoking drugs. Mm. But there's sometimes the drugs and alcohol don't mix together, so it might be just either one or the other. You know, but I really do think this is going to affect the poorer communities. Oh, no, it the is. The more vulnerable communities, like, yeah. with less unemployment, people drinking out there, you know? No, I know. If I know. Can't I know. The alcohol. Yeah. Like I know where you're, what you're saying there. Like you will probably go and take tablets or whatever, but then you're going to have doctor surgery being filled with these people. That's not going to be able to cope because they've no alcohol. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and the government has, I don't see a plan in place for that either. And also your concern is that the retailers are the ones making the extra money here, not the government. So in other words, no money is going into education. So it's literally just charging people more money for no reason. Well, that's it. And where's that money going? See, the government, I think the government is losing a lot of money in any way at the moment. Mm-hmm. And by putting alcohol up, they're making money, aren't they? Well, they are. They are making money, yeah. Uh, yeah and, and they're, they're, they're making more on the taxes, of course, the excise duty. Obviously, the more you charge, the more excise duty is being paid on it. So, so to suggest the government, some people have suggested the government are not making anything out of this. Of course they are. Of course they are. Like, you were talking about cigarettes there. Like, it's the same with alcohol. Like, you're going to go out and buy a cheap packet of cigarettes. You're going to smoke them, Niall. You smoke. I smoke. I love my cigarettes. Yeah. I'm not going to go out and buy a packet of cigarettes that are cheaper. The taste that make me is sicker. It, is there cheaper cigarettes? Well, there is different brands of cigarettes that are cheaper. Ah, there's not much in the difference. They're all around 13, 50, 14 quid or whatever it is. They're all around the same price, aren't they? Yeah, but mine is something like 80 in a packet. Ah, but you, you must well, that's, that's probably 25 in the packet, is there? No, there's 27 in a packet. 27? <laughs> yeah, but it's, what I'm saying is that hasn't stopped me from smoking. That's a very odd number of cigarettes to put in a box, isn't it? Well, the way I look, I get longer out. The same by two But here's the thing: if if we put those cigarettes up that you're paying the eighteen quid for now, if we put them up to thirty quid tomorrow, would you smoke less? No. So you just do without something else. I probably would, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the problem. And that's me. That you bring it back down to the alcohol. Mm. People that are on the dole, right? And I'm not talking about, like, people that are on the dole and have alcohol problems. They're not going to be able to afford that. And there is going to be a consequence. And there'll be more domestic abuse. Mm-hmm. You know, and where that can lead you. And, like, the alcohol, the effects of alcohol, people don't realise it. Continuous drinking of alcohol. They'll end up with either nerve damage. Or liver damage. Liver. Yep, yeah, yeah. The whole lot. No, 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 I know. I, I think it's all well intended. We're just going about it the wrong way. Listen, Sarah, thank you. I've run out of time. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.